1: Hello and welcome to the Round 21 edition of the Half-Backed Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Williams. Uh, I mentioned the last week, crazy times in the world of NRL following the Manly Saga. This week, Penrith have lost Louie and Cleary, Parra have lost Mitchie Moses, the Tigers and Bulldogs are apparently good at footy, and I still have not found a winner on this podcast. Who'd have predicted all of that? Here to talk through Round 21 and drop our punts is one of the sharpest minds in rugby league, former Canberra Raiders and St. George Illawarra Dragons playmaker, Sam Williams. Sam, how are you, mate? Going well, boys. Good intro, mate. Uh, plenty of depth in that one. Also with us, XTAB data analyst, currently head of sports at a sports entertainment company. It's James Hughes. Hughes, how are you, mate?
2: Good, mate. I think I've joined you in the zero Club, mate, so not too good, but we'll go. Mate,
1: go it, it's really good to have a bit of company in there. Sam really holding us together at the moment. Uh, as the star attraction, that's all we can ask at times. Uh, I'm well more in it than you. I've been there for a long time, so starting to pay rent in it, actually. Uh, On the show today, recap of last week's results. That'll be a hoot. This week's lock of the week, value play and Hail Mary punt, as usual. We'll then go through the tips for each game of the NRL round 21 with Sam. Uh, Find out who he likes. More importantly, why he likes them. A quick round 20 recap. Sam, your lock of the week got up. Anytime, try. Brent, Naden, we had a bit of a giggle at you when you said that. The Tigers were massive outsiders, playing it to the Broncos at Suncorp Stadium, paying $2.80. It took 12 minutes for that to land
0: for you. You boys seem surprised. There was a simple equation for me, Jimmy. You can have as many numbers as you like. You can sit there and study your books all you want, or you can just listen up to what I have to say and uh, give up that nine to five, mate. It's um, a (laughs) simple formula and there's only so much you can do, boys. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink.
2: Jesus
1: Christ. It's going to be a long run home to the end of the footy season if this carries on. Husey, uh, that puts Sam's ROI for the season at 252. 0.5%. So that is good going. Thank Christ, as I said. Husey, um, mate, the tiny violins will come out for you because you're in my boat now in the 0% club. Uh, it's at this point that, like myself, you've got to start making excuses and I'll make a few for you here. You were bloody unlucky. You had the bunnies to win at $2.15. Latrell missed three shots at field goal, so that was a killer. Uh, your value bet was para 1-12 to at $4.20. When Nathan Cleary got sent off, they were up by six points. So that one in particular, that one must have hurt.
2: Yeah, mate, very tough, that one. Uh, I don't want to get the violin out too much, but I, I'm pretty sure that was a salute, that one the 12, if, if that didn't happen. So I'll take it.
1: My said ROI 0%. You are only down $17. So it's going to take a very small win to put you back in the green. Uh, as for my results, if someone could queue up Simon and Garfunkel because I've got a sad story incoming. coming. Halftime yeah. in the Sharks and Rabbitohs game on Saturday night, had all three of my plays in action. I was thinking how good we're on here. Uh, I had a three anytime try score a bet was my value play. Mully Tarlow and Johnston had already crossed at halftime. Only needed Jesse Ramian. Did not end up getting over. By full time, all of my plays were out of action. My lock, I had in that over 41.5 points. That ended up at 41 points. Lost it by half a point. Happy days. Uh, And the big one, my Hail Mary punt was Nico Hines was the one of only three legs to miss out on that one. That was over $20. So I'm not sure who's prodding a Tim Williams voodoo doll, but if I or maybe I'm just a shit punter. I don't know. But I just would suggest probably the latter. Uh, On my injury watch, people that I'm putting a curse on personally, Ravalawa injured week one, Pappenhausen week two, Stephen Crichton week three, we'll add to the list in week four, Kyle Felt, who's done his hammy, so uh, let's see who I can put the mocker on this week, guys, we are exclusively using Top spot Markets, big fans of their value, especially their same game multi, which is comfortably the best in the industry where the odds actually add up, uh, I actually oh, I put them into uh, the same game multis last Sunday afternoon, the Cowboys game there. $22 on a well-known bookie the exact same plays on Top Sport $31 uh, so as i said they do stack up if you are going to jump on board use the code SC Playbook 18 plus only gamble responsibly fellas enough out of me gibberish let's get stuck into your lock of the week Sam
0: what have you got $50 yeah lock of the week this week i've um he's going to feature a couple of times in my in my bets but i've gone with Mike Sevo as the anytime try scorer at a $1.94 um, I think Parramatta's left edge over the last month it looked really good. And I think there's – I was a little bit dirty on myself and I know the game, the way it played out last week, um, you know, it, it changed everything with injuries. But Mike Acevo, uh on the end of a few of those uh, pills from uh, both Brown, uh, Moses, who's obviously out now, um, but more importantly, Clint Gutherson, I think he's uh, – I think they're creating space for him really well on that edge. Um. It doesn't matter, you know, if you every winger should score some of the tries that he's been scoring. They're just doing such a brilliant job for him on the inside, and if a fullback's coming across, they've still got to make a hell of a tackle to stop him, so I just feel like at $1.94, the Mike any anytime try scorer, once again, I think Manley's right edge can be fragile at times, and I think Parramatta's left edge are as good as anyone at the moment, so I, I think there's a little bit of value around there, and Without going into it too far, I think there's a little bit of value around playing him to score multiple tries. I think I think he's in for a big day and, um, yeah, he's my lock of the week.
1: Sam, at the heels when you talk about the space getting created for Mike Asivo, how much of that comes down to – you mentioned it's the blokes on the inside creating that space. Dylan Brown, who is having an absolute um, – like a stellar season and he's one of the best, I think, like direct, direct ball runners in the comp, straightening up the attack – uh, which obviously draws in those defenders. I suppose, firstly, how much of what you've said about Sevo in that space comes down to Brown, and how do you see Brown's game evolving with Mitchie Moses out for the rest of the regular season uh, with a rookie in Jacob Arthur coming in on the other edge?
0: Yeah, I hope he doesn't change his game too much. I think um, Arthur can still steer the ship and and still do. Without the brilliance that Moses has, I think he can still steer the ship and I don't think you expect Arthur to go in there and some of the, the kicks that Moses tries to do, his chip and chases, he he runs the ball in the last. These sort of things come with a lot of confidence. I don't think you expect Jacob Arthur to do that sort of stuff. I think you just expect him to be solid, which he will be. and Therefore, I don't think Brown needs to make any massive changes. As you said, he plays so square and, and, and so straight, really holds up the defensive line. But I've been really impressed with how Gutherson has been chiming in at speed. He he moves really quick um, coming into the line. He plays deep into the line and he's got a really good skill set on him. So I just think that they're really starting to find a little bit of form there and starting to click. And uh, Brown obviously is a young player and a young playmaker who's growing and you'd like to think that that he'll only continue to grow. So I think there's a little bit of... um, a little bit of value around some points on that left edge. Love it, mate. Mike Acevo, any time. Hughesy, your
1: lock of the week.
2: Before I jump into that, I'll actually uh, throw in a, a bit of two cents there. I think down that edge, Parra scoring fifty percent of the time down that left, so that's cool. that's a, a nice one. And on the counter, Manly are conceding about fifty over fifty percent of the time down the right edge, so it's the numbers are working with you there. too. Ha- hashtag the the DCE effect. Yeah, absolutely. So, (laughs) (laughs) geez, that does Um, add up. So, for me, my lock, I'm going for Melbourne 13 plus versus the Titans. Um, But I'm going to same game multi that 13 plus to try and get a bit more value out of it. um, Into, well, I want to pick the left winger. And Tim, we had a quick chat beforehand, and we have a suspicion that with Coates on the extended bench. Mm. He's likely to come in, take that left wing spot, Nofaluma go off to the right. Um, so I would like to take the left winger. Hopefully it's Coates. I've done a quick estimate on the price. It should be around $2.05 uh, given what the current left winger price is. So yep. I think I'm, I'm, I'm going to make that play. I, I generally like Melbourne to, to put on a big clinic in, in this one as well. So I think that'll, that'll play into, in nicely.
1: Nice, mate. Yeah, Nofa, obviously, debuting there. Plays a lot of his footy, obviously, on the right edge for the Tigers. Has played on the left at times. Xavier Coates, uh, traditionally, on the left edge for the Storm. So, if Coates does come in there, and then Yeramaya, we'll see where he ends up uh, if he, he's around about. But there could be a few changes to that side. We'll get to a couple of them very shortly. But <clears throat> my lock of the week, very similar to you, Husey. Except I've gone for a little bit more value uh, because I'm so far behind and two dollar pops won't do it for me. Storm thirteen plus same game multi into Jerome Hughes anytime try scorer who <clears throat> just continued to get good odds for him. Uh, that is paying three dollars forty. Uh, a little bit uh, so there's a few things there. Hughesy running Jerome Hughes, not James Hughes. That is running at AJ Brimson back into the halves who's played. I would be so- pretty good as well. Yeah, mate, you're an also also a dynamic ball-running half. <laughs> um, AJ Brimson, back into the defensive line, having played, obviously, at fullback for well, the majority of his first-grade career. So he'll be there. Fafita moved edges mid-game last week, but I think it'll be alongside David Fafita, who defensively not the most astute defender on the planet. So I think combinations are going to be in all sorts there. There's a lot of spots you can attack the Titans, but I like Jerome Houston scoring that one at 340. As a side note, I've got a bit of mail that Grant Anderson is going to drop out for Young Tonima Pia at centre, which would make sense because Grant had an absolute Barry Crocker of a game last weekend. Grant Anderson, that is. Uh, if Grant Anderson does stay at centre, I think uh, Brian Kelly at four dollars fifty and Paddy Herbert at three ten anytime try scores on that edge are absolute goers. But there's no confirmation of Anderson, so I've avoided it. Sam, your value bet of the week thirty dollars. Yeah, value.
0: Um, I've gone a little bit um, – I've, I've stuck with the try-scoring market for the any uh, for the anytime try-scorer market, and it's from the same game I've just mentioned mm-hmm. with Mike Sivo. I'm denied about putting Sivo in as, as a multiple try-scorer, but I've gone with four mm-hmm. different try-scorers um, for similar reasons, I guess, as I've just spoken about. But I've got Mike Acebo to score a try, I've got uh, William Penasini to score a try. I've got Christian Tui-Polotu to score a try. And I've got Ruben Garrick to score a try. That all up is (laughs) $35.93. The reasons behind this, I've gone with Sivo, obviously, I've spoken about Penasini for the exact same reason. I feel as though that they're going to go there and they're going to go hard. I just hope that at some point he hits that hole that, um, the, the, the winger holds off looking to cover Sivo and he goes through and then on the other edge I feel as though there's been um Kieran Foran I, I, I love Kieran Foran and how direct and how square and how deep into the line he goes, I just think he offers so much as a ball player because of that uh, and I, I think it'll open up for Ruben Garrick to maybe slide through Garrick, Garrick I still feel as though could pick up one hunting up the middle uh, he's his Still playing that fullback role, and if there is a little bit of options around there, he he could push through. Uh, the other one is Tui Pilotu. Feels though that Foran's going to open up some space outside the opposition winger. Um, I think, which I don't know, but if Jacob Arthur plays on the right for Parramatta, then there's going to be some space. Um, they'll be really putting some numbers into him early and hopefully open up some space for the winger there. So, um, obviously, it's you know $35, and there's there's some um, value around it. I think you could play some of the multiple try scorers with Sivo, even even with Tuilodu. Uh, but I feel as though both mm-hmm. of the sides, both Parramatta and Manly, are going to go at those edges with the ball, um, whether it opens up or not uh, later in the game. We'll, we'll wait and see, but I feel as though that's where the majority of the the ball's going to be, and I just hope those boys can pick up a try.
1: Nice, mate. You're also on the money as I think about it uh, with that call. I must have been a party of your value play or something last week, uh, but calling Manly to, to reel in their line and, and get through that one. I think the line was about 18.5. They ended up only losing by about 10 points. So you're on there, but I think another league failed in that one. Uh, just confirm that was your value play, not
0: your Hail Mary at $35. Yeah, look, I get confused with these values and Hail Mary's. They're all the same, but let's go with yeah. That was the Hail Mary. Hail Mary. Um, oh. The value. We don't need your
1: value, value yet. We'll, we'll give Husey a turn. We'll flip back to I was I was going to say the arrogance of a man in punting form, just going with a $35 value.
0: Look, we yeah, can't that that can work around anything, but uh, as a <laughs> stands, we'll stick with that as the uh, Hail Mary. We'll get back to the value again. Oh, Husey, uh what's your value play, mate? Uh, you'll
2: be throwing up $100 value plays next time. I'd still be um, 0% if I landed a $100 value play. <laughs> so I'm going to go with the Thursday night game. I know we don't want to usually do that, but I can't go past the Roosters. I've I've kind of got them in our numbers as a really strong favourite um, against Brisbane at home. So I'm going to take the Roosters 13+. plus. Um, Roosters cool. relatively full strength. um it, uh, Brisbane with Carrigan out after that incident last week. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going for the Rooster Cerny Plus at $2.97 if I if I do a top-up. Uh...
1: Yes, we've got the uh, – I've brought in this week uh, on account of my poor results. I needed something. To, the the top-up token, um, very similar to your boost and other things that maybe other companies that you might have used in the past, having now assumed switched to top sport, I'm sure. Uh, the top-up token can boost your odds. So we've got one of them a week for us. Hughesy, interesting one. So around your lines, uh, you talk about how when players pull in and out and that sort of stuff, when they come out of a game, they're worth different points. Brisbane with Selwyn Cobbo back and a near full strength side, Paddy Carrigan obviously worth a lot to your lines and your system.
2: Yeah, he's worth uh, approximately three points to the, to the margin for us. So, yeah, Cobbo coming back, yeah, that's an obvious one. Um but you know, for, on the rooster side of the fence, you know you got Lindsay Collins, who's worth around two points. But you know we've you've got Matt Lodge coming in in his replacement, not not too shabby replacement, I'd say. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, try and do the numbers that way. But hopefully it works if I can pick up my game.
1: Nice, mate. Good luck. Value better for the week for me. I've got a bunnies v warriors same game multi <clears throat> bunnies thirteen plus. Latrell Mitchell, should I say, Cody Walker, and Joseph Borlo, $9.33. They're all anytime try trial scores, I should say. Uh, $9.33, uh, logic behind that one. Bunny's left edge, unbelievable, so needs no explanation. But I actually like the right edge in this one. Wade Egan, that, the side the Warriors have named is all over the shop. Wade Egan, a bloke who's played, as far as I can remember, Hooker, his whole career has been named in the halves. Uh, I expect him to be on that left edge, which will be the bunny's right edge, which gets a lot less of the ball. Uh, but I think that definitely opens up for Ballo in that one to cross in the corner with a bit of luck. I wanted to go to the centre as well. It's currently Tane Milne, but there's a bit of chat that it may not actually be uh, Tane Milne lining up there. So there's a few options that could come into the side on that one. So I've gone with those three: uh, nine, thirty-three, and God knows I need it. Sam, you you dropped your hail Mary before your value play of the week.
0: Yeah, jump the gun there with the other one, but we're back to the value. You now this week mm-hmm. I'm I'm actually commentating for the ABC radio. I'm, I'm the sideline eye this week, working down there at um at Canberra Stadium, and I feel as though I've got some um some plays I want to want to be able to um get into the ear of some of the players, including one Serbian winger, Nick Kotrick. <laughs> um, I need the big fella to lift for me. He's been playing some really good footy. Um, I've got Nick Nick Kotrick to score a try. Uh, I think Jack whiten' starting to, to play some really good football and Hudson Young's probably in career best form. So I feel as though they're going to be throwing a lot of uh, numbers into Salmon, who's gone to 5'8 this week for the Panthers. So I think at some point um, there's get they get, Penrith might defend a little bit tighter. Uh, early on, Jack might put Hudson into, into the line nice and early and make them tighten up, uh, and then at some point it might just open up for Nick. And the other reason behind it is Penrith worked really hard from the inside, and I think um, Nathan Clitter, he does it really well where he checks the lead and gets off, and, and he often covers really well in behind. Um, Nick's such a strong winger that unless you make contact with him seven or eight metres out from the line, he's <laughs> just as likely to hit, spin out, and, and fall over the line. So based on that defensive style and the way the Raiders um, I've got no doubt they'll attack that edge um, fairly strongly. Um, Salmon hasn't played a lot there, and I think there's some opportunities there. So, and, and once again, Jack White in the form with Hudson Young, he's going to see a lot of the footy. So, I think Nick Kotrick is an anytime try scorer. And the other one is I've got Kick out for Penrith to be an anytime try scorer. This week, I think it's the biggest week in terms of his career and the way he's developed for Xavier Savage. Uh, I think he's. He's, he's coming on as a player, but there's still the big question mark that people want to see is his defensive game and the way he organises a line. Mm-hmm. And it's so difficult and so complex that for a young footballer, a young fullback to be able to get that defensive line right, it takes time. There's no doubt about it. Now, Penrith, on the other hand, I think have got the one of the, the best Shapes to be able to isolate a player one on one. Now, if Abby carries sees Xavier Savage on the line, I think he'll show one way and come back. That who I think I think that'll be uh, kick out. I think it'll happen on the other side as well, um, putting the back rowers into Xavier one on one on the line. And I just think kick out if he gets that Xavier won't be able to stop him. Now the Raiders will put things in place to make sure that he isn't isolated like that. Um, but I just think Coruscant, the way his deception around the ruck and the way Pendleton's defence is, if he can get them a one-on-one, I think he'll be using him. So I've gone with that play. Um, I know I've gone into a little bit of detail there, but that's my reasons behind it, and let's just see if it it comes off. That's why the punters are tuning in, mate. Uh, If Appy shapes right,
1: goes back to the left, hits kick-out short and goes through Xavier Savage, I'm going (laughs) to lose my mind. (laughs) There'll be Uh, be, be 100,000 listens to this podcast next week. Uh, um, uh, And that actually ties into my punt in a minute. But firstly, we'll go to Husey for your Hail Mary.
2: My Hail Mary is going to be a multi of a bunch of lines. I'm going to throw Manly minus one and a half first, Parramatta in first. Uh, I've got Manly slight favourites with no Moses uh, we're going to have also into that the Warriors plus 19.5 for Souths. Um, I think that's a a bit of a big line and similar to sentiment that I've talked about in previous weeks around uh, big pluses kind of getting up a bit more this season. Um, I'm going to put that also into the Doggies plus 11.5. First the Cowboys. Uh, I think the burton addo car combo is really firing and Tim I know you, you've got a few things to say about that one uh, and we've got Newcastle to, to round it out with a plus six versus the Tigers. The Tigers have close to ten points worth of players out uh, with Hastings mm. and Brooks in, as of note. Uh, I know Newcastle have also lost a couple but I'm going to go for the Knights to get that plus six. That all totals out at $14.07. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: hail Mary, play, please. I'm, tr- I'm trying to trial tr- tr- try back here, boys. I can't go. What Sam's doing?
0: Oh. <laughs> no, that's there good you to are. you. I like it, mate. 14 bucks. That'll claw you way back. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't think anyone's got a hail Mary yet, so we can't talk until someone lands a hail Mary. Oh. Oh, we'll go to mine because I'm scratching
1: the search, ready to go. Uh, My one is another anytime try scorer. They've got to land eventually, surely. Harry Grant to score, Adam Dewey to score, and Scotty Drinkwater to score at $19.11. Top-up token up to $21. How's that value? Uh, And the one I want to speak at Sam there is Harry Grant. And the reason I had him in there, um, aside from the fact that the Titans are absolute garbage, is Jaden Campbell back to fullback in the starting side for them? It's it's really intrigued me in recent years the way they've they've brought uh, fullbacks into the defensive line as opposed to just flying across uh, backing behind the line to cover kicks and that sort of thing. It's really changed the way teams have attacked uh, in terms of playing short, in terms of kicks in behind the line when there's a vacant space, and I cannot believe like the amount of soft tries that have been scored the last couple of seasons, in particular this year with hookers just diving through those little fullbacks at a, a defender. And this week, Harry Grant, who we know how good he is. You know, we get Nelson, a soft Sol- Solomona, who incredibly hasn't been suspended this year. J up. Um, we'll dart like darting from dummy half at Jaden Campbell there, who weighs about 45 kilos. Speak to me, Sam, about, about that a defender and obviously the, the fullbacks on the line, because we know the positive of it is that there's effectively an extra man in the defensive line, but, Gee, we're seeing a lot of barge overs.
0: Yeah, look, the thing about defending on your own line—if you can get a lead runner into a, into a one-on-one tackle, a lot of the time, even if it is a bigger defender, it's very, very hard. Basically, you've got to you've got to make the tackle and drive them backwards. So mm-hmm. it, it's it doesn't matter who you is it who you are. It's a very difficult tackle at the best of times, but it also means that you often have to have two defenders to to stop that one lead runner. So if you're taking up, t- say we go to a short side, sh- say we go to a, a, a left post, let's be, ex- for example, if there's only four defenders uh, on that short side and there's four attackers, if there's that lead runner, it, it really brings in the half and the, and the second row or the, or the four men to be technical and that just creates a three-on-two at the back, and it becomes an easy an easy play. Whereas if the fullback goes into the line and you've got that extra number, the theory is you have the fullback and the back rower defending that lead runner. So it, instead of using up an extra defender to be able to stop that, that lead runner, you can actually use the fullback to be the extra man. So that's the theory behind it all. It just gives you that extra defender on the line. And look, it's a very difficult place to defend, but... It just shows how important that sort of bit of bit of size for a back rower is on the line. There's, you know, you look at someone like Preston Campbell, for example, when he was playing fullback. If that was the case these days, I'm not sure how they'd be able to to do it because it's just so little and so difficult. So it, it is a it it is an issue. And over the years, we've been lucky to have someone like Charles Klostad, who's been in our um in our uh defensive line and doing a fantastic job. So I think that it's it's an area that they need to work on, but uh, he definitely has a crack. So, you know, we'll give him time and see how it plays out. Yeah, so on your point,
1: Sam, of uh you mentioned Api yeah, going one way, shaping back, uh, to isolate to isolate uh, Xavier Savage there on the line. Well, I can, the Storm, it's not my play, but you got me thinking out loud now after saying that. I can now do the same with Nelson Sofa, Solomona uh, on little Jaden Campbell there. So he could cross the run as well. Uh, that'll pay a $1,000 and I won't be on it. So happy days. Uh, let's get, move on to our sponsors of the show. The Halfback Podcast is brought to you by Pat and George from Mortgage Choice SCW. The boys are experts in all types of home, commercial and car loans. So whether you're a local, or living in a state and looking to purchase your first ever home or chase the lowest rate for your refinance, give them a call on 1611 today and mention SC Playbook for your free tailored expert advice session. Free session, that is unreal. Uh, you can also find them and message them on Instagram at Pat and George Mortgage Choice. Let's move on to the NRL Round 21 tips and we will start on Thursday night, the Roosters and the Broncos at the Sydney Cricket Ground. Uh, I believe the Roosters hold a nice little record in limited games against the Bronx at the SCG, might be 2-0. and o. Sam, who do you like in this one?
0: Yeah, look, I said it last week I'm sticking solid with some of these sides who have performed over a number of years and not just you know, one year or 18 months. So I feel as though when they sit down at the start of the year, they build towards the back end because they need to be healthy and they need to win games in the semis to win a grand final. So with that being said, I still think um, the Roosters can build a little bit further They're not exactly um, the final product at the moment, but I feel as though there's so much quality and, and some good coaching there to get them through. So I'm going to stick solid with the Chooks at home. Very nice, mate. Uh,
1: game two of the weekend, Friday 6 p.m., Storm versus Titans. Titans rank outsiders. Mate, it'd be pretty clear-cut Storm for you, I'd imagine, on this one. Yeah, it
0: is, and I'm still waiting for the real breakout performance from the storm where they put some points on it. I like the play earlier about giving up the start. I think there's a big performance in them in them coming, and it may well be this week. Uh, mate, people starting to ride off the
1: storm. Where do you sit on? I know you've been pretty bullish in the sense that you think that they can click back into gear. Uh, a win over in New Zealand probably hasn't helped the case. It was it was narrow enough.
0: Uh, do you still think they can compete for the title? Yeah, I'm staying solid. I, I'm, I'm really not getting off them. And, and till, um, until I don't see them perform for a, for a stretch in important games, yeah. you won't see me jumping off them. I'm still confident. I've still seen enough there that they can still turn it around and um, fix up a few of their 1% things, some of their errors. I'm still confident they'll turn it around. And I still feel as though that both them and Penrith are the two teams to beat to win the competition.
1: Well, they after this week, they've got a really tough string of games on the run home, obviously playing for a top-four spot. If things get grim enough, they shouldn't, but it could be for a top-eight spot. So a rare thing for the Storm this time of year. Uh, Seagulls versus Eagles. This will be a cracker. 7.55 p.m. Brookie
0: Oval in Sydney out uh, that
1: way. Who do you like here?
0: Yeah, look, another really good game. I think both sides uh, have been known to be able to score some points. <laughs> Manly have got their seven back. Uh, uh, I think the majority of them are right, aren't they? And I think Parramatta, although they're losing Moses, I still think they've got a lot to offer. So, look, I'm going to go with the Eels to knock off Manly out there. It is a real toss of the coin. I think it's going to be a fantastic game. I'm really really Mm -hmm. looking forward to watching it. I think that both sides have so much to play for. and uh, Obviously, Brookie is just such a fantastic venue to um, to watch whether it's on TV or live at the game or, or or out there as a player. I just love the venue. So I think it's going to be a fantastic match, but I'm, I'm going to go with the Eels to win. Very good. Uh,
1: another, well, hopefully one-sided affair, if my punch or anything to go by, is the Bunnies and the Warriors, 3 p.m. Saturday at Sunshine Coast Stadium on the Sunshine Coast. Who have you got here?
0: Yeah, look, it starts to get this time of the year for some for a team like the Warriors who can see the back end of the competition and see – Uh, see their holiday and their time away and a little bit of family time back in New Zealand. So they're probably, it's a real job for the coaching staff there to keep them up. I think South Sydney have got so much to play for and that three o'clock time slot should suit them perfectly. So yeah, bunnies by a margin.
1: Saturday, 5.30, Geo Stadium, Canberra. Your beloved Raiders against uh, slightly understrength Panthers. They're missing their halves, but the rest of the side is on deck. Who do you like here? Yeah, I
0: think this is going to be a ripper match. Raiders at home, I think that 5.30 time slot, the night dewy games in Canberra, I think the Raiders defend really well at night. I think that's when they defend their best. Uh, It's going to be a real war of attrition. There's going to be upwards of 20,000, I think, out of the game there on Saturday night, and the Raiders just have so much to play for. So, Look, it's going to be a it's going to be a great game. I can't wait. To, I can't wait to be out there and be involved with it. And uh, I think that the Raiders, as I said, have so much to play for. And look, I'm going to go with Penrith just, but I feel as though that the Raiders are in for a really big game. And um, I just can't wait for it to be honest.
1: Nice, mate. Another bit of a, a local derby. Saturday, seven thirty-five pm at PointsBet Stadium in the Shire. The Sharkies versus the Dragons. Uh, odds would suggest one sided. Do you give the Dragons much hope in this one? Who do you like?
0: No, I think Cronulla win, and I think they win quite convincingly. I think they've shown enough for a little while now that they're uh, they're heading in the right direction. And if they want to be, you know, if they want other teams to start looking at them, they've got to put this real this real stamp and real marker down in the competition and playing at home in front of their own fans in a sellout game in a local derby. I think it's a fantastic uh, advertisement for rugby league and I'm looking forward to it. But I think the Sharks are going to be too good for the Dragons. Mm,
1: I tried to get out to Shark Park last weekend for that clash. I was wait, uh, didn't give any of the uh, people following my tips a chance to put one on my snolls fortunately, so that was probably my only win of the weekend. Sold out. Sold out like a week before the game, so good on to the... The Shire faithful on that one. Uh, Sam, Sunday, 2pm, Bulldogs versus Cowboys. Salt Oval in Bundaberg up in Queensland. The Cowboys, I don't know what they've done, but to, to get these things, I don't know who they've got pictures of behind the scenes, but they've hardly played a game outside of Queensland this season, outside of the Dragons last week. Sam, who do you like here?
0: Yeah, look, that's something that I think a lot of the time that the draw does play such a, such a large impact on, and I think you'll find some of those Sydney sides and the way the draw roles and they don't leave sydney for such a stretch uh, it does make a massive advantage and we spoke there a couple of podcasts a- ago around differences in scores and fluctuations in margins from this year to last year but during covid for example all the games when they were in sydney or in queensland you had sides who never left sydney whereas um, a side like the raiders would be on the bus for three and a half hours up there and then three and a half hours back and uh, flying to sydney uh, to queensland and these sort of things it's Um, if it wasn't the world we were living in, you'd say it's drastically unfair. So look, the Cowboys, they take it. They're probably not, they're probably a side that deserve it, to be honest, because they do travel so far. You'd probably Mm. be a little more disappointed if it was a Sydney side, but um, they're playing some fantastic football. They've done an unbelievable job the way that that organization has turned around and they've backed their younger players to come through and, and really stuck solid and, um, you know, it's good to see and it. it's good for rugby league as well. So I think they come down and they'll be too skillful and just have too many points for the Dogs who are playing well and they're playing with a lot of heart. But uh, heart only takes you so far. Do you have the Cows as genuine title contenders? I still think that they might be 12 months short. I know they're playing some great footy and I think they've played some really big games. But um, I'm just thinking maybe 12 months short. I think that what they are built there and where the direction they're heading, um, you know, I would never completely discount them, but I'm staying clear of them just for the time being. Yep. Sunday,
1: 4.05pm to round out round 21, the Tigers and the Knights at Campbelltown Sports
0: Stadium. Who do you like here? Surprised you didn't introduce this one as another blockbuster. Mate, um, I'm bringing in
1: Adam Dewey into my Supercoach side this week. Absolute blockbuster.
0: Tigers and Knights, 4 o'clock Sunday afternoon. Well... <laughs> Um, look, it's there's a couple of sides who have been in the media recently, um, not always for the right reasons. Um, yeah, look, I just I think the Tigers will be too good for them. I've gone with the favourite again there. The Knights, uh, if K- if Kalen was about, I just think he's so important to that team, and I think you can just see the quality of Kalen of what he what he can do. Um, he probably just hasn't had a lot of help at the moment, so the Tigers at home. Sunday Avo, I think they're going to be too hard to beat. But once again, it's uh, not exactly a game I'll be uh, sitting around all weekend waiting for.
1: Nice, mate. I'm, uh, I'm a journo. I, I'm loaded with bullshit. I could sell ice to Eskimos. Boys, that just about wraps it up for this week. Just quickly, though, the SC Playbook special didn't get up last week. Apologies for that one. A few communication errors between myself and the big dogs at Top Sport. This week, though, one that I really like – uh, had, we're just working out a few figures around it. But Cam Munster, Nico Hines and Latrell Mitchell to combine for it'll be X amount of points, hopefully around that 30 to 35 do, uh, point mark, uh, around about $5. I'll put that out on our socials the next couple of days. Uh, hopefully we, we loaded up on this one last time and it belted home. So hopefully we get a good number for that and uh, we'll have a bit of a chat about it online. Guys, if you're keen to follow us and choose to link up, Use the code SCPLAY, look at topsport.com.au. And, of course, if you are, 18-plus only, gamble responsibly. Uh, Sam, thanks for your insights, as always, mate.
0: No worries. Good luck to all the punters out there. Hopefully, you can jag a few winners. Hopefully, uh, we can keep that ROI at about 250%, and hopefully, you boys can start following me in. <laughs> mm,
1: must be very nice up there, mate. I'll uh, meet you there in a couple of weeks, and I'll land a few Hail Marys. Hughie, thanks, as always, mate. Thanks,
2: mate. We're on your tail, Sam. We're coming.
1: (laughs) Don't have that long a tail. (laughs) Cheers, guys. Thanks for tuning in.
0: Planning for your next trip?